America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. To the grown and sexy We gon' laugh, cut them and kick it And at the end we leave it with just to lift your spirit Make you wanna revisit, tell your friends take a listen Young folks say it's lit, old folks say we dig it Can't no bitch do what you do Can't no bitch do what you do Can't no bitch do what I do Welcome to Laugh and Learn with your host, Flame Monroe, and my gorgeous co-host, Miss Lauren Hogan. We're here today, and our great producer, Mr. Aaron. Welcome to Laugh and Learn. Hi, Lauren. Hey, Flame. How are you? Girl, your hair's getting so long. Are those extensions? <laughs> no, you know, I don't wear these now, but yes, it is a little long. It's time for a little chop-chop soon. Oh, don't cut it off, Lauren. Let it grow down long. Let it grow <laughs> I want everybody who got long hair to let it grow long. Go, man, don't grow no longer than this. It's just short and raggedy. You got to comb it for it to grow, child. That's, that's, what, that's what they have wigs for. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome to Laughing Learn, ladies and gentlemen. 
we listen. We have been having issues with Apple. Last week we we missed it. Then we tried to tape it and it didn't work. And then we did tape it Monday and it disappeared. But guess what? We're here now and everything is working. So let's do it. So we're making up. Look, we're making up, but we're gonna come try. I ain't supposed to tell y'all we making up. I'm telling you, you know I'm telling you. We making Please. up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm So, um, last week we had the greatest, one of the greatest experiences in my career. We went, we were flown out to uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio, to hang out with the with the goat himself, whose birthday is today. Happy birthday, Mr. Dave Chappelle! And uh, we had a great experience. Uh, I had my own experience. Lauren, you had your own. And let me tell y'all why Lauren had her own experience. Not that Lauren wasn't pleasant with everybody and friendly and pretty and everything. But her uncle, who we have interviewed here on Laughing Like Robert Glasser, is more famous and popular than, than me and Lauren put together four times because everybody loves and knows Robert. Oh, my God. Everybody know Rob, Lauren. They do, yeah. And, uh, you know, Rob is like a clown. I mean, you you experienced that when we um, were on the podcast. He's silly, he's goofy, and he's just a good time and a good person to be around. So it was actually nice to see, you know, while we were in Yellow Springs, just – People talk so highly of him and, you know, just talk about what an amazing person it was. So it warmed my heart to, you know, to see that. So shout out to him for sure. He always how, looks out for me. How amazing was the person we went to see, though, Lord? How was how amazing was he and his, his team? So Dave Chappelle is a quite uh, the individual, I must say. Um, his perspective and just outlook on things is uh, pretty profound, I would say. Having conversations with him um, was really amazing. And moreover, um, and I talked about this too with him, just the simple fact, I think, as just black creators or just black folks in general, we're just so innovative because in the midst of a freaking pandemic, he said, let me, you know, put some money not only back into my town of Yellow Springs, but let me help boost the economy by doing comedy shows in the midst of a cornfield. And literally built a beautiful set, beautiful production, and just gave people comedy and entertainment for the past two years. It's just, it's quite an impeccable thing, you know, not only to witness, but just to think of, you know, he's quite an innovator. And um, it was just an amazing experience to see, you know, see him backstage, you know, kicking it, you know, having in-depth conversations and then just switching like on a drop of a dime to go do comedy. Like, he is quite the artist. You know, like, I, I have so much more respect for him. I love Dave Chappelle already because I love the Chappelle show and all that stuff. But to see him in real time, it was just, it was an amazing experience. So, And they definitely invested some money in that because the sound system in the middle of a cornfield was better than some of the comedy clubs I play in. The sound yep. system was so loud and so clear. It, and it was so clear. You could hear the crickets. <laughs> you got it for free. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it, you know, Lauren, like, um, like I told you before, it was just, it kind of blew me out the water that I, it, it made, I felt, it felt abnormal to be treated so normal. It felt, that's how I felt. And I know people who don't understand that will never understand that, but it felt abnormal to me to be treated so normally by Cat Williams and Dave Chappelle and, uh, uh Donnell Rollins and, um, Yassine Bey, formerly known as Most Deaf. Me and Lauren's gonna fight over him, by the way, y'all. And um, it just, it was a great, it, and, and that Dave wanted my point of view, that Dave Chappelle wanted my opinion. You know, that kind of blew me like, wow, really? It was overwhelming, but it was a great experience. I can't wait for you all to see it when it comes out. 
whenever they package it and do whatever they're going to do with it because I think you guys are going to be thoroughly It was a 76 show, and I know y'all heard of the movie Angels in the Outfield, but wait till y'all see the training in the cornfield. Oh, my God. <laughs> you did such an amazing uh, job, too, Flame. Um, I know we had like previously talked on live about it, but uh, I was really proud of you, too. And you talking about, you know, not being treated differently it's so interesting because, you know, there are all these narratives about Dave Chappelle and how he's transphobic and homophobic and everything. If you ever go to Yellow Springs, Ohio, you will see so many rainbow flags. Right. And right next to the rainbow flags, you will see Dave Chappelle's logo and people saying, thanks, Dave. Thanks for your support. And it's just it's like you there's always rumors and people always want to make up these narratives about you. But then there's the truth, you know, so. Yeah. He poured back into a very diverse, very LGBTQ-friendly community and literally kept them afloat during the pandemic. And that's a testament to the person that he is. So, you know, the fact that he was even receiving all this hate and being accused of being transphobic and homophobic is like, it's just, it's crazy. You know, not to say some of his jokes weren't offensive, sure, but at the end of the day, what is he actually doing? You know what I mean? So... Now, um, I, I say offensive things about the community, and I'm part of the damn community because we are comedians. We say offensive things about black people. We black. We say offensive things about skinny people or fat people. Everybody just needs to chill and remember that mass shootings kill people. Well, mass laughter ain't never killed nobody. Mass laughter ain't never hurt or killed nobody. It hurts somebody's feelings, but you get over that. That that's a bar flame. That's a bar. Ah, come on, Dave. Everything was a bar with Dave. Everything you say, he's oh, that's a bar. I'm like, what is that? Like a rap? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, oh for real. I'm old for real. I kept saying, what is that? Like a rap? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. So, um, yeah. Overall, uh, Yellow Springs is a beautiful town. I also got some beautiful artwork that's lo- lovely placed in my house now. It's beautiful. oh, you got to show me what it looked like when you when you get a chance. So I can see where you placed the the uh, the, the pieces. And, yeah, and me and Lauren both had to let our pants out when we came home because not only did we have a beautiful experience that we went rowing and canoeing and Lauren, for the record, don't let Lauren in no, the front ever go canoeing. Do, do not do let not Lauren sit in the front. <laughs> Tell the truth. Flame, you forgot to row in the back. That's why Lauren was trying to hold business. See, that tell you. She was multitasking. She was holding business meetings and dealings with a phone in one hand and trying to row in the other hand. And, and I was able to do oh, both. For the record, I was able to do both. My partner in the back forgot that she had to put the paddle in the water, but that's neither here nor there. But I did do both. I was, I was a girl. <laughs> I have that option. <laughs> yeah, we had the best. And that's Chef Nikki. Baby, let me tell you something. Yeah, we gained weight for sure. My go to Pilates and kickboxing and running and track. She forgot to do any of that when you was in your high ass was snacking, snacking, snacking. But if you would have had any of Chef Nikki's food, you would have snacked too. That food was fantastic. Her food is so good. Shout out to Chef Nikki. Um, I haven't eaten that good in a while. So it was quite a, and it was an experience too. Like, you know, you always know food is good when you have an experience with it. Like there was an African inspired night. There was a sandwich inspired night. Like the food was a vibe. So y'all know I was happy. Ooh, with that brown, that sea, that seafood quesadilla, good God! Yeah, her chicken sandwiches did it for me. It was, it was them chicken sandwiches. I'm not even gonna lie. And we got to bring you, and we go there. We all had to bring you one back. 
So that was that, that was just a highlight of the week. And then I left there and they said for me to come to uh where did we go? Oh, to New York. I did a hell of a week with God. And that was a great that was a great show I did with him and uh Issa Ray and Gary Owen and Chi Osei. And it's up now. If you guys want to watch it, it's on YouTube. It's called Hell of a Week with Charlamagne the God. We had a great time. And we had a few topics. We had one topic that we were not able to get to. So let's get to that topic, Lauren. Because Go we ahead. the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Is it a raid or they just went in to collect the things that belong to the government? Chow, I think that um, this whole Trump situation, it's crazy because it's literally like my, my new source of reality TV now. I watched MSNBC. I was watching it already, but now I'm like, ooh, I've got to turn it on. So as of now, the based on that raid, if you want to call it that, the FBI has retrieved over 300 plus classified documents that Trump stole, which he stole from the White House. So, um, and that's just one case. He's got the DOJ case. There's a case in New York. There's a case in Atlanta. I, th- I think he has like a total of seven cases now. So. Overall, I just want to make sure that this man can't run for office uh, when it comes to 2024. He's broken so many laws at this point. The fact that he's not already being prosecuted is baffling to me. But um, his house is definitely crumbling, to say the least. You know, his boy, Alan Weisselberg, that was the head of his Trump organization, I think, for about 15 years, just pleaded guilty and officially flipped on him, too, for tax fraud and a myriad of other things. So... I'm just waiting for the official indictments to come down. Word to the wise to everybody that's involved. The first offer to to save yourself is usually the best offer. So if y'all want to jump ship and if y'all don't believe that all the rats run the same way when the ship going down, watch the Titanic. All yeah. the rats was running the same way. It's very true. Somebody so. get Molly Brown. Somebody better say they sell. I uh I think they digging in the wrong place. I think it's a lot of stuff they probably he probably put in the grave. With Ivana, because they buried her ass in less than 24 hours on the golf course on the private sector, so they can't dig her up. But and, somebody, somebody and did, her, her uh, state has to pay membership fees. Yeah. He didn't want to spend none of his money. And all these people that's donating, I just was watching CNN the other day. Everybody who's donating money towards the overturning or the, the big lie, he gets to keep 90 cents of every dollar that they donate. That's crazy. And they have donated millions of dollars to this man. Well, if, and if we're going to go back to Mar-a-Lago, there's some tea that's there that's not, it's not verified yet, but there's some conspiracies there. Supposedly, Jared Kushner was a whistleblower for the Mar-a-Lago raid. And apparently, one of the um, uh, Secret Service agents was also kind of like a, a plant of some sort, and that's how they were able to actually verify that Trump had all of these um, not or classified documents, rather, because he did not declassify them before he left. But apparently, it was this inside Secret Service agent that was able to. You see know that opens up, that opens up a question here. How you think Ivanka is going to treat her husband after finding out that her husband turned in her father? Well, you know what's interesting though, Ivanka is literally Trump's twin. So she might have the mentality right now of you got to do what's best for you right now. Cause that's how her daddy is. If you think about it. And I think she's worse than her father. So she might not be looking at Jared crazy because she's even gone before the January 6th committee and testified to say that she knew that the election was over and that her father was tripping. She said that. 
yeah. before the committee. So and, and they tried to calm him down to get him to calm everything down on January the 6th, and he didn't do it. Right. They were talking about invoking the 25th Amendment 15 days before the supposed transfer of power was supposed to happen. So everybody knew Trump was crazy. And I think at this point, Ivana is more so like, we got to save ourselves. So, Jared, you do what you got to do. I'm going to do what I have to do. And my father can do the same. But I, um, I personally think they put Rudy Giuliani in a cell for about four days and no food and no hair gel. Or we get all the dirt because you know, he has to have his brown dad so it can run down the side of his face. <laughs> it's just so interesting to go from like one of the probably few New York City mayors that was actually like loved. Because, you know, people in New York, they don't like their mayor at all. Uh, New York City residents do not like their mayor. But he was really a beloved mayor to go from that to hitting rock bottom. I don't know what kind of dirt Trump has on him, but it's got to be deep because he's riding for this man like his life depends on it. So and he's officially the target of the um, of Fannie Lewis's investigation, excuse me, uh, Fannie Willis's investigation in Georgia. Yeah. Those so, those sisters out to get him because he was out to get them. Child. So I don't know what's going to happen with Mr. Giuliani, but um, he's about to. I, I'm just saying, if Alan Weisselberg jumps ship, I feel like Giuliani's not going to be far behind. That's that's what my gut tells me because, like I said, Alan Weisselberg, that was Trump's ace and coon. Like they was tight with the crimes together. And he's pleaded guilty and said, yeah, I'm going to testify. So I don't know. What's about to happen with that? You know, you know who I think is the most disappointed in all of this is Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis wants them to have something on him so he can they can remove him out of the equation because so he can run for the president. Well, if we're going to be honest, well, not be honest. I'll say in my opinion. Let me clarify that. In my opinion, I only think that the way that Trump had a possibility of winning is if if the presidency, if he were to run again, is if he ran against Joe Biden. I think if uh, Trump has to go up against Ron DeSantis in the primary, he's going to lose. I really do think that. I don't think that he would beat Ron DeSantis. I understand that his base is very um, energized and they're very loyal and everything. But these some of the primaries we're starting to see is kind of showing a split, I think, in, in MAGA, MAGA world. So... I don't think that he would actually beat Ron DeSantis if um, they were to run against each other. I think Trump would lose. Well, that's and, and DeSantis is way more dangerous than Trump. People don't know that because DeSantis is smarter than Trump. Well, DeSantis actually knows the law. Trump doesn't know government. He doesn't know the law. So that's why Trump... He, he knows how to deal, though. He, he knows how to scam and run one. Oh, my God. Yeah, but in terms of actually knowing, like, government policies and how things work. Trump don't know that, but to your point, Ron DeSantis does suit, because that's why I've said previously before, in retrospect, if we had to get a Republican duo between Trump and Pence, I'm glad we got Trump and not Pence as president, because that would have been like some real-life handmaid's tale times that we would have been living in. Because Mike Pence knows the law. He knows government. That's the most dangerous thing you can do right there. So. Well. I want to give a shout out to um, to one not one of your favorite people, and right now she is one of mine because she found herself again, which is Liz Cheney. Because yeah, she did support Trump, but she did come out 
and found her dignity and found her self-respect by voting against him. She lost in a major way. But I think she's going to make a comeback. I think also, I also think four more going to make a comeback. So what, what's happening to Liz Cheney is called karma. <laughs> called karma. <laughs> Lauren, you wait a minute because you was with me and Liz Cheney for about a week ago. No, I wasn't. I was never with Liz Cheney. When Trump was in office, she voted on his side 90% of the time. It wasn't until he incited a coup and a surrection. Now, all of a sudden, she has a problem with that. But she was in agreement with um, his policies 90% of the time. I ain't got no sympathy for her. And now, all of a sudden, she developed a moral compass. And she's like, oh, no, Trump is wrong. This is wrong. And she lost. That's karma. She, had a- she might be getting some of her daddy's karma, too. Because if we're going to really talk about it, Dick Cheney was the one that, run, that ran the country when George Bush was president. He should have been running on September 11th because George Bush was sitting there reading a, a, a program to the young, young kids. But I think Liz Cheney had a John McCain come to Jesus moment because remember John McCain wasn't for us either until he found out his number was about to get called. That's true too. Well, he was also dying too, so you know. That's what yeah, I said. He, he, that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I don't have anything for Liz Cheney. I think, you know, karma just kind of got to her. I'm glad that she didn't want her legacy to be that. So good for her. But I think it was just a little bit too late. The damage was done. You was voting with him 90% of the time. You'd already implemented the damage to the country. You just didn't like the fact that, you know, the white people was acting like Spider-Man trying to scale the damn building. With no name. I'm loving the fact that uh, that the Democrat the Democrats have finally seemed like they are trying to do something in unison because they have been knocking them out in some of these primaries in, and knocking out some of these Republicans. Well, we're gonna talk about that in the next episode. Yeah. Okay. Yes, for sure. Um, that the wave that Mitch McConnell thought he was gonna have seems to be shifting. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. But We Loved is a new podcast about queer history coming May 15th. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught. 
a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lauren, it is getting very scary with the situation with America. And I'm telling you, the, the, the mass shootings have not stopped. They, they seem to have slowed down for a minute. But I, I was watching the news today, Lauren, and they're talking about um, they fired the, the chief in Uvalde, Texas. I'm so looking forward to Texas being flipped. And I know it's going to be like the Antichrist when it happens because Texas has never been blue. But the way Abbott has dropped the ball with Uvalde, I think a lot of people are frustrated. And that uh, Roe versus Wade and the whole gay bill. I think Texas is tired of his bullshit. And they might go with better O'Rourke. They might snatch up better O'Rourke if he play his cards right. But he got to play him completely right. I think I agree. I think it's his time. And, um, yeah, I think uh, Texas in general is really sick of not only Greg Abbott, but also um, Kim Paxton, their attorney general. Um, Because to your point, there's just been too many instances. It was the, you know, uh, the abortion ban, the complete abortion ban that you wanted to go after parents who had transgender kids to have doctors snitch on them if they're trying to get hormone therapy. You know, there was a Uvalde situation where you were praising, you know, the officers and the chief of police that they did such a good job and it could have been more catastrophic. There's just been so many different instances where he's just been blatantly shown, you know, I don't care about my constituents. I'm racist. I'm sexist. And it is what it is. And the same thing with his attorney general. So one thing I will say about Beto, he is the complete opposite. Not only does he have a moral compass, but we've also talked about the fact that he's very passionate, maybe sometimes a little too emotional. But I think I think Texas as a whole is probably sick of the lack of empathy that their government officials are showing their state. So I think that can definitely work in Beto's favor to get him to win. You know, um, what's, you know what's ironic, uh, uh, Lauren, is that 
Abbott could have still been in that position too. Abbott came out when it, when Uvalde first happened. I think the exact same day that it happened, he came out and made a statement and said it could have been much worse. I'm telling you, that was the nail in his coffin to me because you cannot say that to people who just lost their children or their loved ones. He just he just was reckless with that. And to me, that was when they I knew, oh, it's over for you, player. It's you're done. If you ain't yeah. never nothing else that sent those people away. That was the one statement that made me know that you was done. Yeah. Some of my um, coworkers were actually in Austin this uh, past weekend because they had pride. And I'm, mind you, Austin is more of a liberal city within Texas. But the overarching thing was they're sick of Abbott shit. <laughs> Basically is what was said. So, and I mean, in Austin, I said it is more, a little more liberal, but they still got quite a few white folks there. So. For that to be the overarching theme, I think, is also kind of a, a telltale sign. So I hope a lot of these crazy uh, Republican sexist and racist governors, um, is their, you know, their time's up. I think Ted Cruz's seat is up in two years, if I'm not mistaken, at this point. But um, poor Texas just needs some new leadership because who they have there now is, is just, it ain't it. Texas and Georgia. And we hoping y'all come out in Georgia, Stacey Abrams. Y'all put Stacey Abrams in his office. Y'all better come out heavy in Georgia. Keep it blue. Yeah. I think Stacey, and I, I, I know we've said this before, but I think Stacey's actually going to win. I think the uh, presidency, the presidency race was definitely a telltale. And the fact that she was able to turn Georgia blue, it just gave people hope, I think. So I feel like people are really going to turn out in droves to vote for her. Um, and I even got to give their secretary of state some kudos, um, Rappensberger. He's not for it. He's not with the BS this time. So I'm hoping that all the votes are counted properly. And, you know, she gets her just due because she was definitely robbed. Well, that's the scary part because the Republicans then implemented like eight or nine different secretary of states in different states. Secretary of states, uh, over the voting, the voting laws and machines. That's what's scary. They, they they still playing hardball, but I'm glad that the Democrats are finally trying to get on board and see the game they playing and trying to beat them at their own game. Yeah, I mean, it took them forever and a day, but I think with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, because I think Democrats just have this idea that, oh, that's never going to be overturned. Now that that was overturned officially, I think it kind of sent those shockwaves through um the party to say, okay, we need to adjust what we're doing. Because I've also said this too, I think that we need to start, you know, electing younger people. We've got too many old white people in these government um, positions. They're a bit out of touch and we need some new blood in the game. Not to say, you know, younger is necessarily better, but it's just kind of what's needed at this point. I think America is probably one of the few countries where we have, you know, almost 80 year old men sitting as president of the United States. You know, Nancy's 82 and she's the speaker of the house, you know? So I'm just saying, I think we need some, some younger blood in there too. Cause when we don't do that and don't strategize properly, we have instances where Trump is able to elect three different Supreme court justices, you know, to the court. And now we have this grave shift, and then Roe versus Wade gets overturned. So it's all interconnected. So all liars and all in some BS. She, she, mm-hmm. Trump put three Supreme Court justices in, all who said that they would not turn overturn Roe versus Wade, and all three of them signed off to do it. 
Yeah, but we knew that was a lie, though. They just said that so that way, you know, they said what they needed to say so they could get elected to a lifetime appointment. That's all that was. You get a check forever. It's guaranteed. Unless you step down. Yeah. So, Ridiculous. you get to sit on the highest court in the land for at least the next 50 years. Your career is solidified and guaranteed. Well... This Friday and Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, I will be at Tommy T's in Pleasanton, California. Uh, get your tickets at the Tommy T's website. And September the 1st and 4th, I'll be in Chicago at the Fantasy Nightclub. Get your tickets on Eventbrite. But, uh, yeah, Lauren, what's our logo model here at Laugh and Learn? I was like, we got a logo, too? We got new stuff? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> here at Laugh and Learn, we have a saying that we're never trying to get anybody to change your mind. We're simply trying to get you to use your mind. Why flame? Well, I tell you, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, and some of y'all is wasting y'all man. <laughs> y'all better, y'all better make the right decisions and your decision, not somebody else's. Because I'm telling y'all right now, we live in some crucial times. The message we leaving with y'all on this week's episode is to please make sure that all your ducks in a row. Make sure that you got your registration card that matches your ID, that matches your passport, because they are playing hardball, and if the numbers don't match, they might not let you vote. And I hate to say it like that, but your vote is important. Don't let nobody tell you your vote is not important. Your vote is very important because, like Lauren always says, if it wasn't, they wouldn't be trying so hard to stop us from voting and change these voting laws. And yeah. we, we and Lauren were talking the other day, and she made a point shit Monday, and you said about um, that we just was allowed to vote in, what, not even 50 years. So, just about 50 years ago, voting yeah. after 1965. We have to take it. long ago. Yeah, and we have to take advantage of that. We have to take advantage of that. That's the only way we're going to have some kind of say-so. Even though we really still don't have a big say-so, it still shows that we have some power. So y'all better use the power. And you know, that's what they're saying about Joe Biden passing the um, the law about um, the uh, student loans, that he's doing that for votes. Well, why not? Y'all y'all did, y'all passed out coronavirus. Was that for votes? No. <laughs> no. Well, on that note, <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden can be on his. Joe Biden can put his pamp on his head and put his and put a a, a, a a shoestring around his ankles. Guess what? I'm still gonna vote for him if it comes down between him and that other one. Mm-hmm. So on that note, you can follow Flame at Monroe Flame on Instagram, Marcus and Monroe Parker on Facebook, and don't follow Flame on Twitter because it's full of porn. Um, for me, you can follow me on um, Instagram at Lauren Armani H or on YouTube at Lauren Hogan. That's where all of our Laugh and Learn episodes go up to. Also, please, we ask you to download um, audio from the Black Tech Network wherever you get your um, podcast, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, wherever. Um, we appreciate you guys as always, and we will see you next week. Woo! Bye, Dory Hogie. Bye, Flame. Don't miss an episode of Laugh and Learn. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laugh and Learn Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. Our theme music is by the one and only Chrissy Payne. Thank you, guys. This is Flame Monroe. <laughs> Don't forget to laugh, listen, and learn. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.